Coming up, this is going to be our last show of 2021 where we talk about what's coming to Halloween Horror Nights because all of the details have finally been released. I know there's a lot of people out there who are very excited that this is the last time they have to hear about it until the review and then the inevitable amount of times that we talk about it throughout the rest of Halloween season. So uh, I, I guess it's not over for you yet. Uh, strap in. There's a lot more Halloween Horror Nights talk to come in the future, but also specifically on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Yes, and we have a big episode for you. As I said, all of the final details have been released for Halloween Horror Nights. We now know the last five original houses. We know the five scare zones, and we know the two shows that are coming as forms of entertainment at the park. So it's all out there on the table now, and we're going to break it all down. But before we do that, I need to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, Please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get that world-class level of support from a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, for a free, no-obligation quote today, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oh, Rhino, I, I knew that this was going to happen eventually. It felt like they were getting so close to the event that they couldn't just keep doing the one announcement a week style because yeah. we, there just wasn't enough time. I knew there was going to be a dump dropped. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I didn't think about what I said before I said it. I a news dump, maybe? <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. going to be a massive dump just dropped <laughs> down for us. And I, I, was, I was expecting a dump, but I wasn't expecting <laughs> a dump of this caliber. Uh, like... <laughs> Listen, I'm a class here. I am sure there is a I'm sure there is a more professional way of saying that. Uh, but a lot, a lot of information was put out in this final release. As I said, five original houses. I, I shouldn't even say five original houses. Let's say three original houses uh, were re, were announced finally officially. All five scare zones, and then the two forms of nighttime entertainment that they'll have at Halloween Horror Nights 30, which is quickly approaching September 3rd, September 3rd, select nights through October 31st of the year 2021. So I don't think we should waste any more time. I think we should jump into the houses. Let's recap what houses were originally announced. We had Beetlejuice, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein, Lives, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Haunting of Hill House. Those are all four intellectual properties. And then one original house was announced, Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured. So the first house we're going to discuss that is a new original house is Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. 
And basically, this house will allow guests to step into the notorious Halloween Horror Nights town of Cary, Ohio, and will relive its most horrifying haunts over the past 30 years. The sign at the entrance to the town claims it's a nice place to live, but nobody lives there for very long and no one escapes. Universal says if it claws, bites, feasts on blood, or just likes to rip people to shreds, it somehow finds a way to carry. You can scream all you want and carry, but everybody's too busy doing their own screaming to pay much notice. Rhino, does this one excite you, intrigue you? Um, well, yes, because I I don't know that I've ever been there in a year where like Carrie has I I learned about Carrie a couple of years ago. That being like a town that's always tied into Halloween Horror Nights, right? Yeah, you've uh, you've definitely been a part of the event for moments where uh, Carrie has been the setting for for some of the houses or like uh, the the drive in the year at the drive in. If I remember correctly, when it switched from black and white to color, the drive in was supposed to take place in Cary, Ohio. I, I, I feel um, like I'm remembering that, but it's been kind of like it pops in in that way. It's like, oh, yeah, this this situation takes place in Cary, but not like not blatantly saying that Cary, Ohio is the is just the it's. That big recurring place that always gets brought up with Halloween Horror Nights. I'm trying to think of the last house that took place in it because it's only been a couple of years since the last time it happened. It might have even been 2019. There was a house, but I the am hive? just with with the the hive. Did that take place in Cary? Well, um, I can't remember where I saw it. I'm I'm literally like trying to look it up right now because I was going to say that. Um, what's interesting is that Cary, uh, this house is going to be like an amalgamation of like five previous houses. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not so like one of them is the hive. So um, the, it, they said it was going to be the vampire den from the hive. It was supposed to be the butcher from another place. Um, the butcher one, I didn't remember, but I was like, Oh, I've done the hive. And yeah. um Gosh, where did I see this information? I don't remember. Okay, well, uh, while you're looking for that, just to like roughly go over it, where Carrie has been mentioned in the past event, I'll I'll try to go back until uh, I'll go back until 2011 because that's when I started going. So, uh, Carrie, Ohio was mentioned in Slaughter Cinema from 2018, Twisted Tradition in 2018. I believe that was the Scare Zone. With the Halloween aesthetic, Hive back in 2017. Oh, yes. right. uh, during on the facade sign of Lunatics Playground, or on a facade sign, they mentioned Carrie inside Lunatics Playground, the Chance House from 2016. Uh, the All Night Die In double feature scare zone that I already mentioned that looked like a drive in back in 2015. That was uh, set in Carrie, Ohio. Uh, the house back in 2013, Havoc Derailed, was in Cary. Uh, Afterlife Death's Afterlife Death's Vengeance, also in 2013, mentioned Cary, Ohio, as well as Dead End in 2012, Gothic in 2012, and HR Blood and Guts presents Hall- Holidays of Horror in 2011. So that's just, and I mean, I could just keep going on and on and on uh, throughout the years. This information brought to you by Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, wiki on fandom.com so yeah it just continually continually always gets popped up in different ways but uh, i i I am excited for it in that way because i feel like 
while Carrie has been the setting for all of these locations in Halloween Horror Nights over the years and mentioned, I feel like I'm still not, you know, even though I have been attending the event for almost 10 full years now, I still feel like I have a lot to learn. And more about Carrie, Ohio is one of the things that I'm, I'm not like, you know, as we had to both do research on this just to feel confident about houses that we've seen with Carrie, Ohio in it. I'm not like, I, I still have more to learn for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, the same here. Um, I, I it must've just been a random like mutual on Twitter had posted it where it, it basically, cause I, it, it, it looked like it was from a site, like from the site, but I can't find it on the site where it was, it was saying like, it will be this, 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 this. And it was like the list of five. And I was like, Oh, where's that? Cause otherwise I've only seen the nondescript listing of it. And I was like, oh, that's cool, because I know people loved the Hive House. That's why I'm like, that'll be fun. Um, I, I love, I, I, I do really like that it's another house that is also celebrating the history of Halloween Horror Nights. Like that, it's like pulling in all those those things. Because if ever there's a year to do it, it's the 30th anniversary, right? So, yep, a- absolutely, and that continues on to the next house that we are going to mention here. This is. Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth. And in this, guests will follow in the footsteps of a legendary paranormal detective on a ghostly mission. In the house, you'll be led into a dark world of ghouls and terrifying creatures. And this, of course, is based on uh, Legendary Truth, another recurring theme over the years at Halloween Horror Nights. Legendary Truth is a it's an organization that studies evil that takes place at Halloween Horror Nights, again, according to the Halloween Horror Nights wiki. Uh, another one of those just recurring themes over the years that I, again, like Scary, at the Welcome to Scary House with Carrie, Ohio. I'm excited for this house because Legendary Truth has been brought up over the years since I've been attending Halloween Horror Nights, but I still have like, I know nothing about it. I know the one time they did like the legendary uh the the legendary truth pop up that was like right towards the end of the event that was just for a very short time that I didn't do because I had no idea what was going on with it. Uh I know I know it's it's had it's had a place in some of the years that I visited Halloween Horror Nights, but I genuinely know nothing about it. But just the description of the house has me excited for it. Like going on a following a detective through a ghostly, a ghostly area. Like that sounds like it could be a little spooky. Oh, I, I am. Yeah. This one, I think that's, I don't know. I, I right away. I was like, Ooh, this sounds like supernatural a little bit. Like, like that sort of aspect of like the, or even Scooby-Doo, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's kind of like this different version of Scooby-Doo. So I, I'm like, I'm intrigued. I do believe it could go either way. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm. We're gonna get to our our pre HHN rankings, of course, at the end. But I will say, I have I have high hopes for this one. I, I, I was just gonna say, I, I love I love that it's incorporating again an other element from a past Halloween Horror Nights thing. Like, I love that there's like these very blatantly obvious houses, like obviously Halloween Horror Nights icons captured. But then you have something like this that I would not have known otherwise that this this was a that this 
this was a throwback to Halloween Horror Nights 18 because I had not gone or anything like that. So I think that's that's cool. Yeah, I think the reason why I have high expectations for it is unrelated to Halloween Horror Nights. I I still dream of going back to Not Scary Farm to do the, mm. the house that they had where you walked through the old the old mansion that all the lights were off and you had to just look around with a flashlight and that's how how you got your way through the house and it was yeah. so creepy it was eerie and you know ghosts and and terrifying creatures inside the house you never knew when you know when the lights would flicker and the flashlights would start to flicker too and it just yeah it was spooky it's and incredible. i know that this house isn't going to have you know it's not going to be like that halloween horror nights and not scary farm while both featuring haunted houses are very, very different in their approach, just like, you know, even even regional uh, theme parks or just regional Halloween events are very different from what you experience at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, it's all it's all very different. But I feel like that if it is kind of also along the lines of, OK, we're going to different kind of paranormal locations and seeing what's happening in those places in that investigative way, I'm. I'm on board with that. I like the idea of of not knowing what you're walking into. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, very, very indubitably. So the next house that we're going to discuss, uh, the third of the unannounced original houses, is the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. In this I'm house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this house, guests will become entangled in the sinister roots of Halloween. According to Universal, an evil rot has taken root in the land. It's time once again for the rise of the pumpkin lord who grows Halloween like a malignant vine. His minions are scouring the countryside, collecting unwilling sacrifices in order to summon the pumpkin lord. The closer to Halloween, the more people practice traditions and the greater the powers of the pumpkin lord grow. As pumpkins grow even bigger, your fears grow ever greater and your odds of escape grown smaller. This sounds you, ridiculous. <laughs> do you remember that episode of Power Rangers with the pumpkin wrapper and he they all ended up with like pumpkins on their heads? People use the gif all the time of it. Like it's I, season yeah. one. I'm talking this is the very beginning of the show. And I think this sounds like a Halloween Horror Nights version of that exact episode of Power Rangers. Only I'm assuming this pumpkin lord won't be rapping. Well, there's also a Treehouse of Horrors episode of The Simpsons where it's spoofing. It's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown and an oversized pumpkin starts terrorizing through Springfield and starts eating people. And so that's also like the kind of the kind of idea that I'm I'm getting from a pumpkin lord. I I I know I know a pumpkin lord can go so many different ways. Oh, that is a pumpkin lord though that Rhino's showing off. Describe that's the it pumpkin for the lord people. right here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's him. For the people who can't see it's a pumpkin upside down. On the, you remember Return to Oz? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's like an action figure version of that guy. Only no close. Or I guess his clothes are. Say, this is what I imagine is going to try and get us at the end of this event. <laughs> I, it's, I think you're actually very close to what's going to try to get us with there. Uh, this just sounds so goofy. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be a joke house. I think it is going to be sinister, but... It's also it's just the premise of it is so ridiculous that I, I think, think it's going to actually be surprisingly 
excellent. You remember um, when that when we went to Knott's Berry Farm, you brought that up earlier. And um, remember how you said uh, or how you said, I don't know if you remember the first house we went to was kind of like a pumpkin themed Halloween house. Yes. That was like that. It was like uh, it, it was Peter, Peter, pumpkin. It was eater pumpkin like eater. Was yeah. The, the, the full name was pumpkin. Yeah. Eater. But um, I think that's interesting. But I swear to God, though, this literally sounds like that episode of uh, Power Rangers. But it sounds like it's going to be one of those houses with vines where my earring is going to get stuck in one of the things again. Because that has happened to me more than once. And it that is truly terrifying. Yep. Um, so I would say be aware of that. But, yeah, it sounds so ridiculous. But at the same time, um, I loved that scare zone with all the pumpkins in it. With uh, the, Well, that was Trick or Treat, right? And then they made it something else the year after but it still had all the pumpkins in it um oh gosh what was that what was that scare zone called that one was what i i mentioned it earlier during the uh the carry ohio one that was um twisted tradition oh yes okay that's what i knew i recognized the name twisted tradition but i couldn't remember um yeah because he had the front front pumpkin uh that was the uh the logo but i i I love a good pumpkin aesthetic, boo aesthetic. So, yeah. and I, you know, unless I'm completely mistaken, this one is like a solely original for this year. But because it follows Halloween tradition and such, it's not necessarily like it's not like they're creating this new concept. They're just kind of going off the lore yeah. of Halloween in that way and adding their own twist onto it. So I like that, uh, you know. In terms of there's six original houses, three of them are throwbacks to previous events that you can teach fans. You can show these houses to fans and be like, here it is. We're giving you that fan servicing. We're giving you that gratitude. And it can also introduce new fans to to these traditions of Halloween Horror Nights, these iconic names, places, just just the mystique of past Halloween Horror Nights. But then also the other three original houses are just like just kind of scary ideas scary houses that aren't there's no baggage with it there's no background to it it's just it's just it is what it is like in this case the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin again unless i'm mistaken i don't think this is based on anything in the past with halloween horror nights but that i that goes with the other two like uh the last two houses to talk about in the five that were revealed, you have Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, which we don't need to dwell on because we talked about it ad nauseum. Is that the same? Yeah. But I also believe we have a walkthrough of that house on the channel too, right? We do. We do. Yes. And so uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, of course, it's all these tooth fairy goblins are coming to extract teeth from unwilling victims, basically, in this mystic story storybook nightmare and yeah it's just it is it is what it is it's just this spooky walkthrough and it's perfect in that case and then the last of the five houses that was was not announced that's an original one but was announced last year like days after the halloween event ended this was announced and that's puppet theater captive audience and with uh, with puppet theater captive audience, of course, the the story of it is a creepy abandoned old theater from the early 1900s, San Francisco. 
There's a puppeteer, a ballet troupe that have been trapped there ever since, and they'd kill for an audience. Whether you're a puppet or a patron, that's your cue to scream. All the blood will drain from your face as you see the green room run red with blood. Your horror grows as you come upon grotesque living marionettes made from severed limbs. If you manage to escape their gory puppetry, then you'll become a part of the skeletal audience rotting in place. So it just sounds like a nightmare full of puppets. <laughs> And that's what it looked like in the the brief video that it was uh, Mike Aiello and was it Greg Nicotero that did? Yeah, I like, think that. Preview? Yeah, I think he was in the video. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, sure. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm uh, kind of right there with it. I'm I'm excited for it, but it's it's also like it is nice that it's just it's based on puppets, creepy puppet stuff. And yeah, it so, works. It's simple and works. Like it's very, very like straightforward. I I'm I'm there for it. It's similar to the pumpkin house. It's just straightforward. I agree. Very straightforward. And we are going to continue moving straight forward through this episode by now talking about the five scare zones that we will find at Halloween Horror Nights. We have four scare zones that are based, you know, that are uh, just original aspects of Halloween Horror Nights, and then we have one that is based on an intellectual property. So we're going to go in order as you're making your way through the park, in a way, at least my way through the park. And of course, as you enter the first scare zone you're going to hit in Production Central is going to be 30 Years, 30 Fears. And this is where you'll find monsters that you've you've most dreaded from past Halloween Horror Nights events. So they've taken over the streets, and they might be history of the events, but they're going to make sure you're history. A bold statement. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So usually this one's, you know, pretty for photos and uh, not really much impressive after that. I mean, it's, it's the walkway as you're moving into the park. It can't be too too exquisite and too intrinsic and in, in, intricate geez i don't know what i was trying yeah. to say intrinsic <laughs> starting a musical exquisite and in, intrinsic <laughs> could it be downright i can't think of another word like, rhyme. sorry i'm, I'm just trying to mix musical. i think i'm trying to mix exquisite and intricate together and make intrinsic I don't know. I don't know. I'm not confident I, about I, making words anymore. <laughs> I always I like the that walkthrough area because it's it's I like that they've embraced the being like, okay, this is where people can stop and take their photos and yeah. then move on with their life. Like Yeah, exactly. It's it's the perfect area for that. And then once you're walking straight into the park, of course, you're passing production central, you're heading back to New York, and once you're in New York, that's where you're gonna find Seek and Destroy. And Seek and Destroy is where you'll resist succumbing to an alien cyber regime overtaking a future dystopia, which is very vague. And I'm sure there's going to be really awesome little show scenes that pop up with with the uh, what, what did they call them again? With the alien cyber regimes that's overtaking everyone. I'm sure they'll they'll take lots of lots of different uh, people as their prisoners and such, and it'll probably be a good scare zone, but it's New York's like, it's just one of those ones where it's always like, it feels like it's always very similar to each every year. And it's just, is it a good year or a bad year for that area? I do like, I like aliens though. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I, I the setup. I've already seen some of the stuff set up over there. It looks aesthetically, it looks cool. Yeah, it's got a good boostetic for sure. Boostetic. But we're going to make our way out of New York, and we're going to head towards our favorite attraction. That, of course, is Fast and Furious Supercharged. I I don't understand why you wouldn't agree with that. (laughs) But over in the San Francisco area, that's where we're going to find the intellectual property-based house, Crypt TV, where you'll encounter the monstrous universe of iconic horror stories from the digital show. I did not have Crypt TV. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not on my radar. And yeah. I can't remember. I, I want to say it was our, our friend Clint from Thrill Geek, maybe that first posted stuff about it where it's like, oh, there's logos from Crypt TV on a lot of the props and stuff in this in the San Francisco area. And uh, I think it, it might have been Tim Tracker. I'm, I'm not quite sure who it was, but I saw someone posting about it and it's like. Okay, I have no idea what this is, and it's a digital-only show. You can watch them on YouTube, and it's oh. just little mini horror stories that aren't like feature length or anything. It's all it's all digital shorts, and I, I haven't sat down to watch any of them yet. It's now on my list of what I need to what you know what I need to study before getting to Halloween Horror Nights. But uh, it's you know on paper, it doesn't. It doesn't intrigue me at all. Even I looked through the episode list of Crypt TV and nothing was like, oh, this seems like something that I really want to watch. The only thing that's like tempting me to want to watch it is that it's part of uh, Blumhouse. So it's at least I know it's going to be a certain uh, it's going to have a certain distinguished level of horror involved in it. But beyond that, I'm like, eh. It feels like another bummer for me because I'm I'm not a huge Rob Zombie fan. So when Rob Zombie not- had his scare zone a couple of years ago there, it was like, oh, I hate this area in San Francisco, too, because of that. And now it feels like another bummer in San Francisco to me. Isn't it Eli Roth, though? And that does Crypt TV? Yeah. I know Blum's Eli attached Roth. to it. It's Eli Roth? Or is it Eli yeah, Roth and not Blum? It's Eli Roth. I don't know about Blumhouse. I'm pretty sure it's Eli Roth's thing. I think it's his like his little network. He started it. I thought I could be completely wrong. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay. You're right. I just uh, it's it is um, the the key founders of it were Eli Roth, it, Jack Davis, yeah. and then Blum, Jason Blum, and Blumhouse was one of the backers for it. I don't know if I've ever seen an Eli Roth movie, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, you've seen uh, you've seen uh, Hostel or anything. What's that? I haven't seen Hostel. Yeah, but you you have watched um, you've watched Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I've seen movies with him in them. Well, <laughs> you didn't. I'm sorry, you didn't specify. <laughs> you said you haven't seen any Eli Roth movies. Uh, That's but, true. I I know I've um yeah Eli Roth he's not my he's not my favorite uh I I'm okay with Cabin Fever uh, but I haven't seen Hostel. Oh, I have seen Cabin Fever but uh I actually own that one obviously right or strong mm-hmm. and uh that that might be it though I don't know. Also there's a Power Ranger in that movie too so that was part of that so yeah, well, he was, uh, according to his Wikipedia, he was the director, writer, and producer of Cabin Fever. So, yep, oh. you've gotten the one. You got the one in. That's all that matters. You just need the one. That was the big one. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, writer strong. 
Yeah. Writer strong. Hello. Come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so moving away from crypt TV, uh, we're going to actually circle kind of like back around to the front of the park and we're going to go through Hollywood. And in Hollywood, you can expect lights, camera, action, Eddie's revenge. And if you don't know who Eddie is, Eddie is Eddie Schmidt also known as Jack the Clown's brother. And in this scare zone, uh, he's the horror icon is going to be filming a horror movie, but one in which the monsters are all real. And this one was uh, confusing as it was playing out in real time. And as of when we're recording this, I still don't know like fully a lot of the answers with it, but uh, an Eddie scare zone was one of the rumored houses according to the hhn speculation map that hhh nightmares always puts out in such and you know is generally extremely reliable especially when looking at the houses this year uh they pretty pretty much nailed it but uh the confusing part is then people went to went to universal first thing in the morning and in the scare zone that was expected to be the eddie scare zone there was and I believe it's still up there, unless I'm mistaken. A, 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 um, a, a, I don't know, a stage, I guess is the best way to say it. It's like a small stage, but a stage nonetheless that clearly has Vamp 55 marked on it. And oh, so, oh okay, because I've been seeing pictures of that everywhere. I just like Nicole just sent me a, a, a chat about it and said, and I was like, did they say Vamp 55 was coming back? So that's why I'm so confused. Yeah. So, now I'm wondering, like, if Vamp 55 is there, is Vamp 55 not this setting, but was Vamp 55 The Scare Zone a movie that was being filmed that we didn't realize was a movie in the time, and now it's one of the ones being showcased in this in this Scare Zone? I'm not sure. It's as more props and such are added, you know, it'll be easier to figure it out, but that is that is the scare zone it's uh, featuring eddie schmidt so he gets to make an appearance since it seems like he was left out of the icons captured house but gets his own scare zone so consolation prize is what i would call that and is he the director no the director is the director that's what i thought okay so it's yeah. a different character yeah but you know it's good to see that he's multi-talented uh you know it's more than one person can direct a film at halloween horror nights that's it's very brief. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on to the final, final scare zone in the Central Park section. That's where we're going to find Gorewood Forest. And that's also going to be home of the Terra Queen uh, from the. Shoot, I always forget the year. What'd you call me? <laughs> you heard you heard what I call you. Uh it's the uh it features the Terra Queen from when they had the Terra Cruentis house and this again is way before my time i th think this was the last time they said on universal's post about this like the last time that uh the terror queen has been featured was it was either it was like 16 years ago something like that it was it was a long time ago and last year they did release a bunch of merch that featured the terror queen obviously because she was going to be a part of the event but i still i, I just know nothing about is it, it this doesn't have anything to do with that house. Remember that house where like the plants overtook the earth? What was that? It, like two events ago or something? Yeah, I, it, it does not have anything to do with that, but similar. 
in a way. I, oh, I know... or the one that went underwater and the thing was underwater trying to eat us or something. Like, see, the, those two, I was like, oh, it's from those, isn't it? Didn't one of no. those have some? I guess not. I, I think this, the original time this was introduced, and I'm not going to, my internet's kind of going fritzy, so I'm not going to start searching it all up and down. But I feel like, I feel like the Terra Queen might have debuted when they did the, when they did the Halloween Horror Nights event that went into uh, Jurassic, not just Jurassic Park, but into Islands of Adventure as well. And then gotcha. maybe came back like one more time in there. So uh, it's, you know, it's at the end of the day, let's be real about all this. All of this is just similar ideas and themes from horror that just there's always a little twist on it. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not a surprise. Like, oh, yeah, there was a house that feels similar to maybe the aesthetic that they're going for this, but it's not the same exact thing. It's just slightly twisted and different. So I, I the Central Park scare zone is always usually the most beautiful of all of them, what, regardless of what they decide to feature. If it's something like trick or treat or just pumpkins or Norwegian dead guys, like it's always there's always something about it that just gets all foggy and misty in that area and the lighting is always perfect it's just it's that spooky spooky portal that you have to walk through to get to other areas of the park i agree (laughs) good yeah so that's our five scare zones and now we'll move on to the final two uh, forms of entertainment that we'll have at halloween horror nights 30 and we'll save the better what will probably be the better one for last and we'll start with the the stage show that should be happening at fear factor live and that of course is going to be halloween nightmare fuel and it's a fiery show that features nocturnal creatures aerialists of the night and frightful (laughs) fire performers set to pulse pounding rock metal and electronica music i aerialists of the night are those escorts yes i (laughs) yeah i think they might be you know what it's this sounds like just like a original take on without like heavy dancing uh, like a, a spiritual successor to what was happening before with academy of villains but i i don't know i don't know how i feel about this one it might be a little too um i i don't know i don't know I just want Bill and Ted back, and I know that'll never happen. But I, I liked the thing I liked about Bill and Ted was it was funny. So it was like it was like you know it was like yeah. incorporating all that pop culture stuff into it that we love about Halloween Hornets. So sometimes like when it's a horror show, I feel like it can come, it can, it can get a little cheesy. But like that state that stage show they did with Chance and HHN twenty six that I. I rewatched a clip of that and I was like, this was a pretty aggressive stage show to be out in the middle of the park. And that, then that was 25. That was, um, that was oh, Jack's the carnival of carnage. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was, it was gross. It featured, uh, yeah. featured bad language and like literally brutally people realistically killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And that's, and, and like, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the Academy of villains show that they had last year. The first year I was like, this is nonsense. Like, I mean, I love a good dance dancing show, but the theme I was like, why is this scary? But last year it was like that classic classic like grave robber aesthetic and stuff like that. And this year I'm like, yeah, it's like it's kind of sounds like you're going into like a 
a leather club in the depths of some sort of Austrian nightclub somewhere <laughs> that you've seen in or I guess in a horror movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just it's nothing against it. I have to wait and see what it's actually like before I truly judge it. But on paper, I'm not like blown away by it it i'm sure it will be an impressive show and the performers will be amazing i like i like fire performers so i'm definitely up on Me that too. aerialists i can take them or leave them so yeah it's going to be interesting to see but uh, i am excited with the the other entertainment announced in that is we are getting a new lagoon show yeah it would be great to have halloween halloween marathon of mayhem again with the throwback clips but it makes no sense because ghostbusters and all that aren't it here one more time i know i know but it's it just it's time to move on with new stuff so this year we're getting marathon of mayhem carnage factory and with this show it's going to of course highlight the top names in horror that are being featured at halloween horror nights as well as uh, some of the historical aspects of halloween horror nights that's going to be featured at the event as well too and you know at the end of the day i feel like I feel like it's not as much even about the properties that are showcased in the Lagoon show. Like, yeah, Marathon and Mayhem the first time around, having pretty awesome uh, IP to fall back on, like Killer Clowns, Ghostbusters, and Stranger Things. Like, it all Stranger just, Things, yeah. Yeah, it all felt... It felt really cool. It hit the theme right, but it wasn't just about that. It was the extra music involved. It was the pacing of the show it was just it knew what it was doing so even if the properties this year being featured don't necessarily jump out to you i think it is about those other elements it's going to be about the soundtrack it's going to be about Mm. how they how they time it the visuals and uh so i'm i am very much looking forward to this i i cannot wait to see this show it's probably my most the most thing that of all of them i'm looking forward to at the event is this show Listen, I, I feel like they haven't really steered us wrong in terms of their newer generation Lagoon shows, because I also do enjoy the one that closes the park at the end of the day, the the one that had like E.T. and the trolls and stuff yeah. like that in it. And um, I lo- like I you already said, I loved the one from last year. So I'm very open to this one. Yeah. So I am I am I am very excited. It's back. I am as well. And that's that's it. That's all of the events that are happening. The two forms of entertainment, Halloween Nightmare Fuel and Marathon of Mayhem, Carnage Factory, The Five Scare Zones, 30 Years, 30 Fears, Crypt TV, Gorewood Forest, Lights, Camera, Action, Eddie's Revenge, as well as Seek and Destroy. And then the final five houses, including Puppet Theater, Captive Audience, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, The Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth, as well as Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. So now is the time where Rhino and I have to give our pre-HHN hype rankings for what we are looking forward to at this year's event. Only the houses. We don't go into the scare zones and entertainment. I mean, that's it's just, you know, that stuff's extra icing on the cake. But we always go through and we we give our pre-hype ranking. And this is the time that we're going to do it. We're going to just we're going to lump it in. And instead of like going back and forth and your 10, my 10, all of that. I think we should just list it off, and then if we have any yeah. thoughts to give on it, we go from there. So, do you want to start or uh, go second, Rhino? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. The um, Do you want me to start top to bottom or bottom to top? Yeah, ten to ten to one. 
10 to 1. So the one I'm least excited for is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I, I'll I go in it the night we go in it for uh, our event. And I, depending on how it is, honestly, I'll probably not go in it again. I just am... I'm burned out on that property. I don't need it. Uh, Haunting of Hill House is on my bottom of the list only because I haven't watched it yet. But now after today, having all the houses revealed, I don't have to watch any movies or anything to do with anything this year. So I am literally going to start Haunting of Hill House this week. So I will have it watched it all before it starts. But then um, I have Bride of Frankenstein, um, you know, because we kind of already see it. Uh, Case Files Unearthed because I think it could go either way, but I am intrigued by it. Then I have HHN Icons, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, because I did actually really enjoy that house a lot. Um, Welcome to Scary, Puppet Theater, Wicked Pumpkin Growth is my number two, and my number one is Beetlejuice, because I can't wait to go inside of that house again. Wait, what was your number three? Puppet Theater. Puppet Theater at three, and then your number two was? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin, and then your final one was Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yes. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to take down notes on it because every year when we do this, we get to our final, like, not after we do the event where we're like, okay, this is what our favorites were, and then we have to scramble back to find our list if, if we can even do it, or we have to watch back the show to find out what we actually said in this moment. So I'm writing this down. I'm saving the document. We, <laughs> I have okay. your picks. I have mine. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be safe on this one. Uh, in my list from 10 to one, uh, we only have one single property of all the, Income. all 10 in the same spot. Other, otherwise, we're like we are wildly different all around. I know it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, it's not even Texas oh. Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, my number ten is Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, just because I did that more than anything else uh, last year. So during the mm-hmm. modified event, and we didn't really talk about it on this episode, but that there is a lot of there's a lot of rumblings that. Uh, they are working hard in the last moments to make a lot of uh, plexiglass modifications potentially to the event. I don't know any truth oh, to that. They're adding it into the houses, Pot- potentially. I don't. I don't want to like dump dive into that rumor because I'm not confident enough Listen, that it's true. Just happy to have an event. Don't even care, honestly. Yeah. So I don't even think it's worth talking about. Like what you said, either it's there or it isn't there. I'm just happy to have the event. I. I agree with that as well, too. So, uh, But I did Revenge of the Tooth Fairy a lot last year, so that's why it's at my bottom. And then similarly, uh, Bride of Frankenstein Lives, as much as I love it, I've experienced that a lot. That's in the same spot so, for us. <laughs> no, you put The Haunting of Hill House at number nine. Oh, sorry. I thought you had said one more. Yeah. 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 Now, And so then number eight, my number eight is where I put Texas Chainsaw Massacre because, you know, it's at the very least – it's going to be new. So it's at as of all the things that we haven't experienced yet, I put Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the bottom. So I'm, I'm with you spiritually in that in that way. And then at number seven, I have Puppet Theater Captive Audience. It, it's just it's of the original properties that I haven't seen. That's the least one that I'm sold it's, on. Yeah. So then number six, we're in the same spot, Halloween Horror Nights icons, which captured. Mm-hmm. And I thought I ha- I still have a lot of hope for that house, but just some of the other originals sold me a little yeah. bit more. 
Uh, number five, I have Beetlejuice. And you could say, well, why didn't you put it at the bottom? Because you've already experienced it. And that was your reasoning for Bride of Frankenstein lives in Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. And as we've talked about before, we did get to do Beetlejuice twice. It was amazing both times, but it just felt like we weren't getting, we didn't get the full experience because it was not such in a its full glory. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was put on for two days because it had to. So I want to see it when they have it done for, oh, we're having this event for, you know, for an entire two months. This is what it was supposed to look like. And you know what? If it's the exact same, then it was still a good house. But I feel like it's going to have a different uh, – I feel like it's going to have a different energy to it than it did before, even though it was a great energy. Then at number four, I have Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin. Number three, Welcome to Scary, Horror in the Heartland. Number two, Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. Wow. And number one, Haunting of Hill House. And I I knew Hill House was going to be my number one. No matter what they announced, Hill House is my most hyped because I love that show so, so much. But the reason why I put Legendary Truth where it is is I just – I like the idea of like a Halloween lore house. I like the idea of learning more about about Carrie, Ohio. But with Legendary Truth, if it is like we're just going through all these different locations where there's just like paranormal moments popping up, I just I'm sold on that. I'm I'm sold on that spooky aspect of it. That that ghost I, factor. I think there's really only the, so most years there's houses where I'm just like you know, really hyped for. And then there's ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm doing them and we'll see what happens this year. I honestly, there's only one house that I'm like, not genuinely like excited to go through. And that is the Texas chainsaw massacre. Like I, even though we went through the other two houses, you know, a bunch last year, I am just like, I feel more leveled out in terms of being like, yeah, I'm ready to experience every single one of these houses where, you know, years before I'm like, ah, that one sounds, it sounds like it might be lame. This one sounds like it might be a little lame and then being pleasantly surprised. So this year I really only have one that kind of has to pleasantly surprise me and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I know it won't cause I know it's going to smell and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Hey, there's very good potential. It will. I, I, what I love about my list and yours, I, I think like you had Beetlejuice at the number one at the top of your list. I have Haunting of Hill House at the top of mine. I'm pretty content knowing that unless they butcher the Haunting of Hill House for me, that that Beetlejuice will be your number one house actually after we do the event. And Haunting of Hill House will probably be my number one as well, too. But then I love that beyond those ones, it, it could go any way in terms of... yeah how we end up liking these houses. And I am, I I'm now, now that we know everything I am, I'm genuinely more excited than I was before for this event. I cannot yeah. wait for it to start. Yeah. I got to get my pass. Yep. Me too. Me too. I think I've, I've now made a decision, but I'm not sharing what I want just in case I get cold feet on that. So, with that, I'm going to say if you are now hyped up for Halloween Horror Nights and you want to book a vacation to visit Universal Orlando and Halloween Horror Nights, of course, we recommend using Dreams Unlimited Travel. 
It does support us. So get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. On your way out, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit the thumbs up, subscribe to UO Fan, and leave comments, questions, videos, show suggestions all in the comments section. And if you were listening to this instead of watching it, please make sure you're subscribed to the Disunplugged Universal Edition wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave us five-star ratings and reviews if you're enjoying the show. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Rhino, thanks so much for the conversation. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. And everyone else out there, thank you so much for listening and watching. We truly do appreciate it. And we will see you again next time with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 